They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Look at that. We are back with another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Thank you so much for uh, for listening. As always, you know how it goes. Subscribe to it. Like it. Uh, tell your friends about it. Share it all over the place. I don't care. Put up a billboard that is uh, self-funded by you because I don't have any money to give you towards a billboard for the podcast. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear what's going on in the office behind me. Uh, it's not really an office at this point. It's just a big open space, which if you uh, follow me on TikTok, which you should, it's at D Scott Radio. I did a TikTok about uh, what the studio looks like, and there's construction happening right now. So currently, while I'm recording it, I got guys outside with a Sawzall, and they are cutting down the ductwork, which is amazing. Um, so that that's what's happening around me. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear that. If you can, uh, I, I apologize, but there's really not much I can do about it. I mean, the one guy asked how I felt and is, is it okay? And I'm like, dude, you got a job to do. I got a job to do. You do your thing. Hang on. Let's see. Can I hear it? Well, a little bit, but it's okay. It's, it's no big deal. Uh, so here's what we did. I didn't really have a topic to come into to talk about today. So on my personal Facebook page, I said, what topic should I cover uh, on the podcast? So I was not expecting uh, any kind of uh, answers from anyone, but I got a bunch. I got late 90s, early 2000s radio, the history of polka music, uh, the power of positivity. Baseball is back. All things TikTok, NCAA Final Four, the history of Eddie Hernandez's radio career. I will have Eddie Hernandez on the podcast again to talk about that. I will not cover that one on my own. Uh, Scotty Blaine, I love this. Why Red Sox fans are so obnoxious? Well, because they spent 80 some odd years losing all the time. So why wouldn't they be obnoxious there? That, that, that part is done. Uh, the Godfather part one uh, in the eyes of D Scott. Okay. Basketball then. And now where are they now? Class of 94, the impact of social media youth today versus youth. When we grew up, uh, how 2021 could use a new season of the office and how we could all learn something from watching it. Thank you, Carrie. And also uh, Terry O'Donnell with the best one, Schenectady prostitutes. I don't have any knowledge of Schenectady prostitutes, so I don't think I'm going to talk about that one, but I definitely, definitely appreciate the fact that you did comment, Terry. I love you for it, and I wouldn't expect you to have put anything else out there except that, or, or maybe the history of Latham Circle Mall, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So I got to pick one of these topics, and I'm actually going to cover pretty much all of these topics at some point on my podcast. I think we'll go in chronological order, and uh, I will pick... All of I will talk about all of the things that you guys suggested. I definitely appreciate that. Like I said, Randy, uh, for Eddie Hernandez's radio career, we're gonna have radio. We're gonna have Eddie on for that one. Uh, the history of polka music might be tough for me. I'd have to do some real research. But thank you, Darren Scott. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. The original D Scott, although him and I. Uh, have had that conversation, and he's like, no, 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 you're D. Scott, I'm not. I'm like, all right, well, if, if you say so. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to, I, I'm throwing it up in between late 90s, early 2000s radio and all thing TikTok, all things TikTok, and also baseball is back. Uh, so I got three. Which one should I, let's see, eeny, meeny, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. catch a tiger by the toe, if he hollers, let him go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. My mother said to pick my very best one, and you are it. 
All right, baseball is back is what it is. Next week we'll cover uh, late 90s, early 2000s radio. Eddie, I really want to talk about that. I really, really do. And I also feel like maybe Eddie should be on the podcast for that one. So we're going to do baseball is back, which I am excited for because if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know that I'm a giant Yankee fan. I did do a breakdown on an earlier episode of the New York Yankees. And as I'm recording this, currently the Yankees are 0-1. And so are the Red Sox. They lost last night, which is which is fantastic. Not for them or their fans, but I'm not expecting the Red Sox to really be much of a threat this season uh, for baseball. I'm really not. And I know there's a lot of people upset right now with the things that baseball or Major League Baseball is doing by pulling out of uh, Georgia. They took their um, their all-star game. They moved that out of Atlanta and also the 2021 draft. I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to get into the politics of it all. Uh, I will just say that I don't necessarily agree with them moving it, and I feel like they've caved to the pressures of a, of a certain group of people, but that is neither here nor there. I am a Yankee fan. I am excited for the 2021 season. Uh, I was out last night with some friends, and two of them happened to be Red Sox fans. Uh, my buddy Paul asked me to go to uh, the Tipsy Moose, which is a local establishment here in the Capital Region. Had a couple of old fashions, had some food, and everybody was drinking and hanging out and just enjoying ourselves and found out there was Red Sox fans. And I made the prediction um, that the Yankees will probably win their 28th title this year. And I'm not trying to jinx anything whatsoever. And I understand that the game or that the season is extremely long. Uh, I Obviously, we all know that it's 162 games. There are no other sports that play that many games through the course of their season, the closest is basketball, I think, with 82-game regular season plus playoffs. Uh, I know hockey on a normal season has a lot of games as well, but not 162. Uh, so we have baseball until October, maybe November uh, with the World Series. But I did make the prediction that the New York Yankees were going to win their 28th title this year. That is the confidence that I have in this team. I think this team has a lot of potential. I think if they live up to the potential... Uh, which obviously we all expect from our team, no matter who it is. But I think uh, if the Yankees do what they're supposed to do this year, I'm not really seeing it being much of a problem, at least getting to the World Series. Uh, I have a feeling the Dodgers will make it out of the National League into the World Series again. Would I love to see a New York Yankees and L.A. Dodgers World Series? Of course I would, because it goes back to the the early days of baseball with the Dodgers and the Yankees and uh, when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. For those of you that are younger, yes, the Dodgers used to be based out of Brooklyn, and, and New York had a whole bunch of New York teams. Or, or no, maybe it was just the Dodgers and the Yankees, because the Mets were an expansion team, so the Mets weren't around uh, back in the early ages of baseball, they came along a little bit later on in their uh, in in the existence or the uh, the timeline of Major League Baseball. But would love to see a Yankees Dodgers World Series, two of the biggest market teams out there. Uh, I think the Mets are going to have a good season. I really, really do. They're pumped and primed to have a great season this year, but they will always be second fiddle in in the city of New York or in the state of New York, unfortunately, for Mets fans. And I know how much they hate me saying that, but the Yankees, no matter what, will always take top bill. I feel like even in the 80s when the Yankees were a trash team and they were absolutely awful, that they were still the top billing team, even in 86, although maybe 86 was kind of the magic season for the Mets when they did win the World Series. And of course, they went and uh, beat Boston, Bill Buckner, and the error in uh, in Mookie Wilson beating that out, and uh, which really, uh, it was only game six, I believe, where everyone thinks like, you know, oh, that was... Uh, 
that that cost them the World Series. And I was like, there was another game. That was like game six. They went to a game seven, and, and the Mets did win it. And I loved seeing the New York team win that. I thought the Mets in 86 had an amazing team between Doc Gooden being on the mound. And uh, also they had Keith Hernandez and Gary Carter, Daryl Strawberry. I mean, the team was super strong. Mil- Mookie Wilson. <laughs> Milky, I almost called him Milky Wilson. <laughs> Mookie Wilson on the Mets back then, too. Uh, team was absolutely amazing. I think Kevin Mitchell was on that team too. Wasn't Kevin Mitchell on the 86 Mets? Let me look that up. Kevin Mitchell was like a beast and most well known for his barehanded oops, I overran the ball, reached back in left field and uh, caught the ball barehanded. Kevin Mitchell New York Mets. He was on the team he was the 89 NL MVP, by the way. Uh, two-time All-Star. How about in the 80s? When the hell was he on the Mets? I'm trying to look it up. Give me a minute. Can't find He was on the 86 Mets. All right. He was on the uh, 84 and 86 teams. So there you go. So Kevin Mitchell went in the World Series while he played in... Uh, in the orange, blue, and white uh, stripes, which, by the way, I've come to determine that that colorway for any sports team, never good. New York Knicks have those colors. The the Islanders are those colors and also the Mets. And go ahead, tell me when the last time it was that any of those teams won a championship. Anyway, as we're talking, let's get back to Yankees. Let's do that. Uh, as, as we're talking, the Yankees are currently 0-1. They dropped a heartbreaker on opening day in extra innings to the um to the Toronto Blue Jays, but that's okay. Did I expect the Yankees to go to 162-0? I absolutely did not because, well, that is uh, impossible. You want to talk about a an undefeated season and how hard it would be to do something like, you know, it's, it's that hard in football, and that's only 16 games, now 17 games, I believe. Uh, 162? I mean, think about it. Like some of the basketball teams that came close, it was like the, the Bulls were 72-10. and 10. And won the, se- won the championship that year, by the way. Still a better team than Golden State, who beat their record, but did not win the championship that game. So to me, the Chicago Bulls that went 72-10 and 10 are still the best basketball team to ever take the court because they finished the job. The regular season is important. Winning the chip is just as more important. That didn't make sense. It's more important. All right, I keep getting sidetracked here, and I want to get back to uh, to Yankees baseball. What bothered me... On opening day, and I understand that it's just opening day, but they had a full spring training this year, uh, and so it's not like you can blame it on, oh, my God, they just got on the field. Left a lot of guys on base. Left a lot of guys in scoring position, which is which is really, really not good, and it's kind of like the forte that the Yankees have been known for over the past 5, 6, 10 years. Uh, yeah, I know that's how I count, 5, 6, 10 but they're leaving men on base and you got to get those hits. And I understand that it's a lot easier for us to talk about and a lot easier for us to say than to actually do it. Because as Matt Halleck will tell you, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Hitting a round ball with a round bat is the hardest thing to do in all of sports, not just making contact, putting it in play. And on top of that, getting yourself on base and coming through in those big situations, you got to figure the pitcher has the advantage, uh, obviously, when you're on offense in baseball. You're the only, it's the only sport where you don't have the ball when you're on offense. So technically, you're playing defense because you're at the plate and the guy is firing a little projectile at you. Anywhere from, let's say, an off-speed pitch of 
upper 70s, low 80s, even low 90s to the upper 90s, triple digits sometimes. And you're guessing what this guy is going to throw at you. And I don't care how much analytics you have, you still have to make contact. So even if you know what pitch is coming, I don't necessarily think it's the easiest thing to put the ball in play, although it's a lot easier to guess when you know it's coming. So, um, but it, that doesn't negate the fact that the Yankees still need to come through in the clutch situations where they have guys in scoring position instead of knocking the ball out of the park or trying to hit home runs. They uh, need to just put the ball in play. If you have a guy on second base with one out or no outs and you don't get a single productive out from the next couple of batters, that is not a good thing. And again, I understand that it's very early in the season. I, it's actually it's the beginning of the season. Um, so do I think that that can happen? Do I think that that can change? Absolutely. I saw some really, really positive things. Not for nothing. Garrett Cole lost. He made two fatal mistakes in that game. One real, actually one fatal mistake when he gave up the, uh, the home run to some guy on the blue Jays who the only guy I know on the blue Jays is Vlad Guerrero jr. And, uh, oh, and there's a, um, there's another guy. I can't think of his name. Shit. Bichette. I think it's Bichette plays for them. Who's the son of Dante Bichette, Bichette who used to play in the major leagues years ago. Um, so, you know, Garrett Cole looked good. He, he definitely looked good on the mound. He didn't have his best stuff. He wasn't fully locked in as they say, but I mean, it's a sign of good things to come and I'm not ever doubting Garrett Cole having uh, a completely awful season. I'm interested to see what happens uh, with the rest of the pitching staff for the Yankees because I know pitching has always been a concern for the fans that don't really know what the hell they're talking about and they just like to overreact because Scotty Blaine said that Red Sox fans are obnoxious. Listen, man, the Yankee fans uh, can be extremely obnoxious too. Being an intelligent baseball fan is rare these days. I don't like certain teams out of the rivalry aspect of things, but I have respect Four teams that are good, okay, and uh, I and then and I'm looking at the pitching staff that the Yankees have. I think they're going to be just fine, okay. I know that um, what's his nuts there, the closer. God, why can't I think of his name? The big tall guy. I don't. Anyway, whatever his name is, uh, was suspended, which had something to do with last season, and he's serving out the end of his. He's serving out the suspension to kick off this season. But I think the Yankees are going to be just fine. Pitching, I don't think is necessarily a concern, as I was talking about before. Uh, one thing I did like to see late in the game with the Yankees was aggressive base running. They were stealing bases, which is rare for the Yankees. They don't run all that often and uh, I'm not quite sure why I get it that they don't have a bunch of speed demons on the team and they're not necessarily base stealing threats but they do have some quicker dudes on the team Tyler Wade is quick I don't care how old Brett Gardner is he's still is a base stealing threat I think Clint Frazier could be a base stealing threat which I thought was a strange move when Clint Frazier got on late in the game and they pinch ran for him with um with Brett Gardner I didn't really get that like I'm like yeah Brett Gardner is a quick little guy but isn't Clint Frazier fast too. Like he plays left field and that doesn't mean that all left fielders are fast, but he, he by trade should be a little bit quick. He's not a big guy. It's not like Luke Voigt out there running the bases or Mo Vaughn. What up, Mr. Halleck? Yes, sir. Mo Vaughn out there running the bases or even, uh, you know, David Ortiz or uh, Cecil Fielder. You know, Clint Frazier's not a huge dude. The kid's got some wheels. There's no reason to pinch run there, but they did. 
Um, and it, it was kind of uh, it was kind of strange because the guy that was stealing the bases was Mike uh, Mike 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 Ford. No, it wasn't Mike Ford. Uh, whatever. But I was not expecting him to uh, steal any bases, but he did. He took second quite easily on like the first pitch when he got the first base and like the next pitch he took off stole second base and then they stole third and they got lucky because uh, it was a wild not a wild pitch but it was a it was a drop pitch and uh, there was no throw to third so they had a guy on third base immediately and got no productive outs after that they got a weird uh, rollover from oh and what it was and they had the guys on second and third as a matter of fact and uh uncharacteristic of DJ LeMayhew, he grounded, he just rolled over on a pitch, hit it right to the third baseman, play at home, boom, Mike, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Was it Mike Ford? I almost feel like it, was it Mike F- I don't, eh, whatever. He gets thrown out at the play because he was running on contact, uh, which I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't because on contact, like you see the ball coming right at you. Like why you, you know they're going to throw home, but whatever. Uh, it, was, it was not necessarily a bang-bang play at the plate, but as I was saying before, uh, there was a few things that bothered me a little bit, but it's not a real concern because it's the first game of the season. Uh, and I saw a lot of positive things for the Yankees, although we do need to manufacture runs. And that was one of the things that I talked about in a, in a previous episode on here is the Yankees manufacturing runs. I'm sorry, but playing small ball these days, manufacturing runs is so rare that I feel like if you can do it, you're going to win more games because teams aren't expecting that. And regardless of... How many times you do it, they're still not expecting it because they're going to move off their analytics, which I do have uh, a certain concern with that has taken over in sports with the analytics. But uh, there, you have those same analytics, so why not use those analytics and go, well, this is what they're going to expect us to do, so why not do the unexpected? Why not lay down a bunt? Why not learn how to hit the ball down the, right, down the left field line? If you're, a, if you're a left-handed batter, why not learn to go the other way? And uh, where, especially if the shift is on and nobody is covering the left side of the infield, what are you doing? You know, if you got the the shortstop over on the on the first base side, a second base, and the third baseman is playing shortstop or like a deep double plate depth second, third, or shortstop where he's almost behind second base, you have that entire side of the field. How are you not doing that? Aren't you guys professional hitters? You don't have that kind of back control. Why is that not being taught? So. Uh, with all that said, I like the Yankees this year. I think that uh, they they obviously need some work, and I get it. Again, it's the first game of the season. Uh, as the warmer weather comes around and things are a little bit you know, more conducive to playing good baseball, I think they're going to. I, I, they're, they're playing today. It is Saturday, April 3rd. I believe they have a, uh, a 110 start, I believe. I want to say it was a 1 o'clock game today. Um I'm excited for that. I'm going to sit down and watch that for a little while. Love being able to sit there and just watch baseball. Oh, and let me touch on the fact that there was fans in the stands. I was so happy. I really didn't even care. I was like, the Yankees lost. Oh, well. Yo, there was 10,000 people at Yankee Stadium to watch opening day baseball this year. It had been uh, over 200 days since there had been a fan in Yankee Stadium watching Yankee baseball. So it was awesome to see. I love the fact that fans are allowed to go back to the games again. And as as things kind of progress here with uh, the restrictions, the COVID restrictions, I think we're going to see more people at games. And they said that the 10,000 sounded like 50,000. They were that loud. They were that ruckus. So and you could tell that they were just waiting to erupt. Uh, I think, you know, playing at home in front of your fans, greatest fans in the world, the New York Yankee fans, also the worst fans in the world. Some of y'all are just assholes. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? But that that happens in any fan base of any team. But I'm looking forward to the season. I'm really, really looking forward to the 2021 season. 
Uh, I think the Yankees are going to make a good push. I think they're they're going to make a push into the deep playoffs, if not make the World Series. And I will go out there and say that the Yankees are built to win the World Series this year. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm hoping I'm not jinxing anything, so I will knock on the uh, the the whatever the fuck my counter is made out of. Uh, we'll call it wood. Knock on wood. So I'm not jinxing the boys this year. They got to stay healthy. That is obviously key, and uh, get those big hits when they're needed. So let's see what happens. I wish you all the best. Uh, tomorrow is Easter, so for those of you that celebrate Easter, I want to say Happy Easter, um, and that's pretty much it. Dingus Day for us Polish nationals that are uh, that are listening right now. Dingus Day on Monday, uh, one of the weirdest traditions I've ever heard of in the Polish folklore. But at top, on top of that, it is what it is. I'm not, I, I don't really get to celebrate Dingus Day, and I'm pretty sure, like out in Buffalo, where they have a huge celebration for Dingus Day, um, it's canceled. They're not doing all this stuff. So hopefully. By next year and Dingus Day, uh, we can we can celebrate that again. My bucket list, one of the bucket list items is to go to Buffalo with my dad and celebrate Dingus Day. So we'll see what happens. Um, that's pretty much it. All right. There's the podcast. Thank you. Oh, boy. As, as I hiccup while I'm talking, thank you so much for checking it out. You know what to do. Listen to it. You already listened to it if, if you're at this point in the podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. You know, subscribe to it. Uh, like it, follow it, whatever you got to do, the more the merrier. I love that. And uh, of course, if you have anything that you would like me to cover, you can always email me. It's D Scott, D S C O T T R A D I O, D Scott Radio at yahoo.com. Shoot me that email and uh, I will gladly talk about anything that you would like to. Shout out to everybody that commented on my Facebook post. I will definitely get to all your other topics. Matt, I took care of you with baseball being back. We good. Uh, let me know your thoughts, Mr. Halleck. I would love to hear them from you. All right, Matt. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. We're done.